So last time we concluded, we read verses, uh, verse 27 of chapter 3 of Romans, which says that uh, boasting is excluded on the basis of the gospel. And on what principle, Paul says, on the principle or by the law of faith. In other words, the fact that we can be saved only by trusting God implies that there's no uh, quality within us and ability within us to save ourselves. So there's no room for boasting. And when we understand that faith is a gift from God, then all the more there is no room for boasting because even the lifeline that God sends, uh, the lifeline that we grab a hold of is sent down by God himself. What a, an amazing thing. You see, we are challenged by this because God, the gospel and salvation received by faith is an assault and an affront to man's dignity. We'd like to think that we are capable of doing things. We can do everything. Nothing, nothing is impossible to us, so we think. That's simply not true. It's a load of hogwash, actually, because man has exalted himself so much that he comes under the delusion that he is capable of everything. The gospel is the revelation that man is broken so badly that God has to come to his aid and chooses to because he loves him. Now then, that brings Paul to this conclusion. Therefore, we conclude, and this is a definitive statement in Scripture, it is certainly a definitive statement in the book of Romans, therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. That is, a man is declared innocent by faith apart from anything he can do to contribute to his salvation or to that justification. You see where this verse, along with the one in the ones in chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, where it says that by the deeds of the law come only the knowledge of sin, you see that this verse and that verse makes it very clear that Paul does not mean that whoever perfectly obeys the law will be justified, and therefore we can be saved by the law. Why am I saying that? Because people misinterpret. You remember Romans chapter 2, where it says in verse 13, for not the hearers of the law will be justified of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. And so some people stupidly quote that verse to prove or think they can prove by it uh, that uh, doers of the law, that people who do the law will be, de will be saved. Well, it's nonsense. Why is it nonsense? Because Paul has already said that we conclude that a man is justified by faith apart from the deeds of the law. And furthermore, there is no one on earth that does keep the law perfectly. You know, this is not simply a doctrine. It is not simply a, an intellectual belief that you need to have. This strikes at the very core of how our heart works, how our mind operates. You remember that our mind is full of guilt and shame and fear, and we go about in self-accusations regularly. Not only that, we are... Uh, sometimes totally mindless of God. 
We don't think of the law. We don't think of a justification or faith or salvation at all. We're too busy working in the day. We've forgotten him day without, days without number. And as a result, we become self-confident uh, in the sense that, well, we can do anything we want. We can accomplish it all. Uh, our pride rises within us. All of that, you see, is what sin does within us and what the law makes us aware of. Don't think you can look at the Ten Commandments and check each one off and say, well, haven't done that, so I'm okay. For Jesus makes it very, very clear, doesn't he, what the law is all about. Whosoever hates his brother has murdered him. You heard it said, you shall not kill, but whoever hates his brother has committed murder. You have heard it said, uh, you shall not steal, but whosoever covets has stolen. My goodness, these uh, commandments of God reach to the very core of the heart. And so when that is understood and known, we realize we are altogether undone. And this is why Paul has to say, we conclude that a man is declared innocent by faith apart from the deeds of the law. This, of course, is a verse and an idea that is completely anathema to Jewish thought. How can a man be justified, which is a forensic term referring to the law, how can a man be declared innocent without the law? I mean, it's a contradiction in terms, according to the Jewish way of thinking. But Paul, you see, is talking about someone who did something for us on our behalf. And you know who that someone is. Jesus, our Savior himself. He lived a perfectly obedient life. He conformed to every aspect and depth of the law. He was faithful to his heavenly Father and loved him from beginning to end. He committed his life to God, even when God seemed to be silent. Oh, what a, an amazing and wonderful Savior we have. And that Savior, you see, did all of that, became human in that way, on behalf of humanity. Now, there's something of a trap, though, in this verse. Therefore, we conclude that a man is justified by faith, apart from the deeds of the law, and people read that as if faith saved them. Well, it says, Colin, you say here, um, it justified by faith, so obviously faith does save people. No, it doesn't. Well, you say you're contradicting Scripture. No, I'm not. The thing is, you see, this is what we call in language, in English, and it's true in Greek as well, an ellipsis. That is, we, it is um, uh, an abbreviated form of what Paul is talking about. What he is saying is that a man is justified by Christ, whom we believe by faith. It's not faith that saves us being justified by faith, but being justified by Christ in whom we have faith. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, we've just, goodness, try to remember, will you, what we've studied, because we've just been talking about that in the earlier part of Romans chapter 3. But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed. Well, how is it revealed? Even the righteousness of God through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe. And then verse 24, being justified freely 
By faith? No. By his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. That's the full sentence, you see. And uh, Paul is simply using a short form of it um, uh, in verse 28 when he says justified by faith. So we're not justified specifically by faith. We are justified by Christ in whom we have faith. Now, why is that important to understand? And uh, understand, Because some people put their trust in trust. That is to say, some people put their trust in faith. They say, well, have I believed uh, enough? Uh, am I um, believing sincerely? Am I believing with total surrender? Am I believing consistently? Have I, do I have the right kind of belief? And they go on and on fretting among them, uh, with themselves whether they have the right kind of faith. Don't look to your faith. Look to Jesus Christ in whom you have faith. That's the key. That's the way we do it. That's where you understand Paul in verse 28 when he says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith. You understand it by what he says earlier in verse 24, being justified, not by faith, but freely by his grace. What grace? Through the redemption. What redemption? That is in Christ Jesus. There you have the full packet, do you see? that Christ is our righteousness. Uh, it is astonishing that we can take just about everything that God says to us about his grace and turn it into a law. And there are people, many millions of Christians, who seem to insist, they don't do it cognitively, consciously, but they seem to insist in their impression of things that they are saved by the quality of their faith. And they therefore exalt their faith and turn it into a work, and therefore unconsciously consider themselves better than others who do not have faith. That is a trap. It is a very serious trap. We go back. Let me remind you to verse 27. Where is boasting then? It is excluded. On what principle? On the principle of faith, if you have to believe to be saved, then that means you're really cracked up and messed around by Satan so much that you cannot produce any qualities of life, any behaviors, any performances to impress God so that he will save you. The fact that we are saved by faith means that we are helpless. That faith is a gift from God. And you can lift your heart up to him and say, Father, I thank you so much that you have given me the faith to believe in Jesus. You know, there is so much science, so much technology around, so much human accomplishment that we can be very strongly tempted not to believe in Jesus, to think we can get along okay without him. Thank you very much. And Jesus sounds rather silly in this modern uh, technological and scientific age, doesn't he? But you and I are prepared to look silly. We have faith. It is a gift from God. It's an embarrassing gift sometimes, because to believe is an acknowledgement that we don't have what it takes to rescue ourselves from our own mess. And I say this especially to men and women who are struggling with addictions. You know, 
when you fall and when the chips are down and when you've, um, for one more time, failed with your drug addiction or your alcohol addiction or your, your food addiction or your sexual addiction, you just feel so battered and broken that you cannot lift up your head to God anymore. The shame is utterly overwhelming. And you say, I've got to believe. I need to believe harder. I need to believe more sincerely, more earnestly, more consistently. And you try to study the Bible more and uh, read Scripture more often and perhaps go to support groups more frequently and church uh, regularly in order to increase your belief. And all the time, you see, you're looking to your belief as if the chain of faith which holds you which is the link between you and God, has to get stronger because if it doesn't, then, well, the weakest link is your faith and that if that chain, if that link breaks, then you're lost. Don't go there. Don't think like that because the truth is this. Don't worry about how strong your faith is. Don't ask yourself, is my faith good enough? Rather ask yourself, is Jesus good enough? Is my faith strong enough? No. But is Jesus strong enough? Yes. So when you focus yourself on Jesus, your faith is automatically strong. Thank you for listening today, and I would appreciate it if you would consider a donation uh, to keep this broadcast going. This is a long-lasting uh, radio program. It's coming up to its 26th year of broadcasting, and all because of you and the work of God in you to inspire you to send a donation monthly or one time or occasionally. So if you would like to make your donation, please send it to FaithQuest, P.O. Box 366, Littleton, Colorado, 80160, or make your donation online at faithquestradio.com. Thanks so much. See you next time. Cheerio and God bless.